0: what's up y'all it's annie welcome back to the podcast i am so excited you're here because this interview is awesome haven't done an interview episode in a while but we're bringing you some fire episodes this month including this one so this one is with my friend tyler hogan he is a dallas realtor but his story is really cool. Tyler is 25 years old. He grew up in Texas and he's been a part of his family business from furniture stores, real estate ventures, moving companies, all that sort of thing. He knows how to work hard. <laughs> he played college football. He received three college degrees before he even was 23 years old. Long story short, decided to leave his 9 to 5 career in pursuit of a real estate business and he found Lots of success after, of course, lots of hard work. So, I wanted to bring you guys a really one on one interview with Tyler, and we chat everything from success to, you know, mindset to morning routines. And I just think you guys are going to get a lot out of this episode. So, without further ado, let's get into it. All right. I'm so excited about today because we have a really cool guest. named name is Tyler Hogan and we connected over Instagram. He's also in Dallas here. So super cool. Tyler, thank you so much for carving out the time because you're a busy man.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And shout out to social media for connecting people. Oh my God. people in today's society.
0: Social media is like how I meet all the best people. <laughs> I swear. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's jump in and just Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I gave a little short bio, but let's hear from you. You know, who are you and whatever you want to say, honestly? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, yeah, my name is Tyler Hogan. I am a real estate agent. Um, I specialize in a couple of different things in the real estate industry, not just working with buyers and sellers. I am from Raleigh, Texas. Grew up as an athlete, come from a pretty good family, never really had to struggle when I was younger. So, I have a really good background. And uh, yeah, so we're, In real estate now, I'm rocking and rolling. I'm in my 20s, still figuring things out. Definitely do not have all the answers, um, but I'm learning and I'm growing and uh, excited for what the future has to hold.
0: Hey, that is all of us. Everybody that's listening, me, myself as well, like figuring it out along the way. I think if anybody says they've got to figure it out, they are straight bullshitting. (laughs) So I love it. Um, Yeah, okay, let's dive in. So you're 25. We were just chatting before I started this. You're 25. And you have a very successful six-figure business, something that's been, you know, you've been doing for a few years now. Not many 25-year-olds are, like, crushing it like that. You know, I know myself, I'm 26, so we're kind of, like, similar in that. What do you think? Like, what are some traits about you? Like, how did you do that? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, what got you to where you're at? Is it something about who you are? Is it something that, like, you learned? Like, what is it?
1: Yeah, I would say... I always use this reference in really any sort of industry you're in, but like just having good energy and coming from a genuine place with everything you do and kind of putting the money aspect to the side. And I think if you put just good energy into the world and you're a good person that the world is going to bring back to you, what you put out. So I really would put a lot of the success I've had in my faith and in the energy that I just wake up every day and just try to manifest into the world. So I would say that is the ultimate, like biggest thing. And I can't explain it. And a lot of people are like, how did you get here? You know, there's a lot of education behind it. And there's a lot of hard work behind it. And there's a lot of long days and, you know, there's failure, but a lot of it has to do with just waking up and being genuine every day and everything I do.
0: Okay. I actually love that you said that I'm all about like intention and like, you know, like, how do you want to show up in the world? Like, what, what do you want to do? How, you know, like, exactly that manifesting and like how you show up the energy that you show up with is the energy you're going to receive and I so believe all of that and so you must have some really great energy because you're doing some really some great things and I feel like people listening here and guys if you guys are listening and you're like what does that even mean you know I think it's all about like you said like being authentic and pure in like your intentions and wanting the best for others not just yourself you know Stuff like that. So I just, I love your answer there. I noticed that you were a college athlete. So chat a little bit about that. What sports did you do? What was that?
1: Yeah. So played football. My I played sports my entire life, but when I got into high school, I really gravitated towards football just to kind of focus down, especially in Texas, it's really competitive. So locked down, stayed with football, I went and played junior college football out in West Texas for two years. Then I got a scholarship to play at a university in Missouri, Lindenwood University. Shout out to my boys at Lindenwood. I lived out there for two years, met a lot of really great people. I learned a lot of great things about who I was as a person and just different uh, ways to cope with your environment and being around an entire new state and new environment, new teammates. So I learned a lot there. And then I came back to Dallas. Obviously, I'm a Texas boy. There's no way I'm living in another state. Um, i really do not have to. So now I'm back in Dallas and I'm no longer playing any sports And took the mindset from sports into the working field.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. So do you think some of the athlete mindset, like that you learn growing up, doing sports, being dedicated to a sport, kind of like what you said, being adaptable to new situations, figuring stuff out. Do you think that translated to like what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, I think that really is the biggest credit is the mindset of you learn playing sports. There's a lot of failure. There's a lot of setbacks with injuries. There's a lot of just a mental block, I would say, more than anything you have to overcome. And being able just to take the work ethic and the characteristics that you built through the years of playing sports into the work field is really everything. So, you know, I would recommend if you have kids, and my kids especially will play, I don't care what sport it is, I think they should be a part of a team and be a part of that atmosphere because it's going to build character traits
0: that are going to last forever and, and really help them succeed in life. Totally. What do you have to say to somebody who's listening right now and they're like, Well, shoot, I was not an athlete. Am I screwed out of success? Like what would be your biggest tip to somebody who's listening right now and they want to create this success in their life? Maybe they're, you know, they're young, they're anywhere from 22 to 30 or whatever. They're not an athlete. What would you say to them about like how they can kind of maybe create that mindset for themselves?
1: Yeah, for sure. I would say you need to know where you're going first. You need to know like what your end goal is, you know, find out what you're passionate about. Where you want to be in five years, ten years, even twenty years down the road, and then work backwards on a plan and a goal. Just because you're not an athlete doesn't mean you can't find success. I think we're all motivated by the things we love. Because when you get in touch with our emotions and our heart, that's what we're truly going to follow. So I would say, fast forward twenty years. Where do you want to be? What you know? What kind of house do you want to be in? What kind of car do you want to drive? You know, what kind of husband or wife do you want to be looking at every day when you wake up? Who do you want racing your kids? And then work all the way back to now and kind of build a plan off of that. And then you know, along the journey, it gets hard, but you can always look forward and be like, "Hey, you know, I wrote this down on a piece of paper. You know, this is what my future is gonna look like. I need to have faith, and then use that as just the hard work tool to keep going."
0: Yeah, I think big vision is huge. Like, I think sometimes people get caught up in like, "Oh, well, this is the next step, and this is the next step, this is the next step," and all of a sudden they look up and they're like, "Where am I? Like, do I even want to be here?" Like, you know. So I love that you said that because when you look out and you say, "You know, in 20 years, or what is my ideal?" future all right like okay what are some of the steps i need to take to get there um i think that's a really good way to think about it
1: i think another thing is is it kind of can get overwhelming looking so far down the road but more than anything understand that just because you're in your 20s and you're not where you want to be you're, you have a long life to live you know people lived almost 100 years old so you're maybe 20 percent through your life so just because you don't find that success right away it's coming you just got to be patient and it goes back to, you know, if you put that energy into the world, the world is going to give you that energy back.
0: Yeah. Oh, and to, like, honestly, on that point, like, I so believe, and I I have so many episodes about this, but like, the idea that like, you can pivot at any moment, you know, so if you are somebody and you're like, shoot, I'm not anywhere where I want to be, even if you're 50, like, you can always pivot, and you always have that control over your life, right? Like, I think sometimes we forget how much control we really you know, have in terms of like, okay, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to change my mind right now. And actually I don't want to go down this path. I want to go this way. So I, I like,
1: based on that point, I was working a nine to five out of college and there's nothing wrong with nine to fives, but I was miserable. Like the feeling I got on a Sunday knowing I had to go to work the next day. I didn't like it because what I was doing wasn't my passion. Um, and I remember working at that job and it was, there was a moment I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then that's when I just kind of changed my mindset and built out a plan that only I had the vision of nobody else could see. And if I told that to anybody else, when I did, they were not in agreement with it. And that was like my pivotal moment too, for my life. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not happy.
0: I I can so relate to that because I think there hits a point like for everybody. I mean, and people listening right now, maybe you guys are like, I hate my job. Like I hate it, but do you hate it enough to decide that you're going to do something different, you know? And mm-hmm. a lot of people will complain about stuff. They complain that they don't like it, but they're like, Also, well, I'm not willing to do the work to make anything else happen, you know? So, um, I think it comes to that point where it's like, you know, I know that this isn't for me and I, and I hate it this much, or I love this other thing this much that I'm going to go for it and take that leap. And like, were you scared? Okay. So it's kind of tangent, but like, were you scared making that decision? Did you quit your nine to five before you were having all this success in real estate?
1: I did. I quit my nine to five. And I remember when I walked out kind of on the job and. I, my manager knew was coming. I was already talking about it, you know, for the last couple of weeks. And I remember walking out of that office and I was like, man, I have like $800 in my name, but I remember getting in my truck and I was like, wow, I feel so free. Like, I feel so like, this is amazing. I feel so relieved. I don't have to like, you know, walk into that office and be miserable anymore. And it was a hugest moment for me where I was just like, I didn't know what the future held, but I knew that uh, I was going to be happy going forward, even if I didn't have a lot of
0: money. Yeah. Like it felt good. Like it's that, like, I can breathe.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly it was.
0: Oh my God. I can so relate to that. I've had that moment too. And it's just like, I don't know what's going to happen. The future is a big question mark, but all I know is that I'm out of a situation and that I didn't want to be in, you know, or, left a job that wasn't meant for me. And I think that relates to a lot of other things. Like if people are listening right now and you love your job, like maybe this relates to a friend group or a relationship or a city, right? Like you can always choose to say, no, I'm gonna walk away from this thing because it doesn't serve me anymore.
1: And that's what's great about living where we live in America is you choose literally every aspect of your life. And if you don't like something, you can change it and walk away or you can you know, take something out of your life and never see it again. So I think that uh, it applies to a lot of aspects, just like you said, I agree
0: hmm So, so true. Kind of shifting gears a little bit. Do you have a morning routine? I'm big on morning routines. So I, I'm curious about yours. Do you have a morning routine? If you do, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So I, for the longest time even through playing sports, I never had a morning routine. You know, I'd roll out of bed. I never made my bed. You know, it was just like roll to workouts and I would work out and it was, it was all good. I would always be there early, but I never had like a routine until I got into the work world And I saw the power of a routine and what it does. And um, I've I've done 75 hard, which is, if anybody's listening, you should check it out, Danny Frisella. That really kind of built a lot of characteristics on my morning routine that I'll never, ever, ever change for the rest of my life, just because I've seen what they've done for my day. But yeah, my morning routine, um, just to give you a little content, I obviously make my bed first thing I do when I wake up. Now it's like, if it's not made, I can't go on about my day at all. Um, I'll brush my teeth, I get my water and everything, start drinking water immediately. I do my devotional first thing. I spend time with God, get my mind right. And then I read as well. So I read 10 pages every day. It's not a lot of pages to read. It's just, it's quick, you know, 10 pages, 20 minutes, take a little bit of notes. And then I get my workout in all before 8am. And the biggest reason I do that, and I've read this in a book and it was so true is when you have a strong, just uplifting morning routine, it's hard to have a bad day. You know, you're ready for whatever comes at you. There's so many things that we have to deal with in this world. So much evil out there and it's going to happen. So when it does happen, where do you want your mind at to be able to handle it? And I think um, it shapes your mindset for the day to just have really, really, really good days.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with all of that. I love those things that you said, because I'm a big believer in, in reading, in in you know, spending time with God and, you know, doing all that stuff that you literally just said, working out, fueling your body, all that stuff. I also think, you know, the benefit of a morning routine is that like, if you don't carve out time to fill your cup, like it might not happen the rest of the day. And I think like, that's how we get burnt out. That's how we get, you know, frustrated. That's how we like feel, you know, almost like disconnected from what we're doing is because we're not filling our own cup. And so I think a morning routine, even if it's 30 minutes, like I, everybody who listens to this podcast, I did a whole episode on morning routines. And so I'm hoping if you guys are listening to this, you've started to establish one already, but yeah, it's like my me time. It's like the only time I have truly dedicated to just Annie to focus on me, to focus on my intention, my mindset. Right. And then after that, it's, you know, obviously you can't control what's going to happen the rest of your day for the most part.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's important Yeah, add a lot of days, you know, I don't feel like getting up early and I don't feel like reading and I don't feel like doing my devotional or, you know, drinking that water in the morning, eating that healthy breakfast. I don't feel like it. But every time I do it around like noon or one, I just look back and smile. I'm like, wow, I've done so much today. I'm, I'm really healthy. And it makes you more confident when you go throughout your day as well, knowing how much you've already accomplished and how great you're treating your body. So I think a lot of days that you don't feel like it, but do it because it's important to your success and your future.
0: So I love that point. On that point, what do you have to say about like the word like? I have a point on the a stance on this. What do you have to say about the word like motivation?
1: So I would say motivate. It all kind of ties back to your end goals: twenty years from now, ten years from now, five years from now. You know, I feel like you know that motivation and it comes and goes sometimes. And and another thing, you don't want to get up in the morning, so you have to have something to fall back on, but. for me personally what motivates me is is my goals and I know if I'm ever feeling down or sad I'm like I don't want to do this I don't want to make this call you know I don't want to go to this meeting I don't want to drive an hour to this place I just pull out my I have it written down my entire um, paragraph of what I want my future to look like so and I read it and I'm like that's why I'm doing this and then I go do it
0: yeah I have this like letter to myself it's like Annie in like I think I wrote it. I think it's like Annie, 40 year old Annie or something like that. And it like, it describes like what my life is. It's like, dear Annie, like, I'm so happy that you have this. I'm so happy that your relationship is it. I'm so proud of you for doing this. And so like, same thing. I'll, I'll whip that out. And I'm like, yeah, all right. It doesn't matter that I don't want to do it because if I don't want to do it, it's not going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm not going to get to this point. But yeah, I think you pretty much just said same, same thing. I believe is like, you know, it's not so much about motivation as it is about establishing the habits that are going to get you to that end goal, right? I think a lot of people kind of forget that sometimes. Like, they're like, I wish I had motivation to work out. I wish I had motivation to start that side hustle. I wish I had motivation to study for that, you know, whatever. And I don't know so much of it's about motivation, you know? I
1: don't think it is either. I think it's more looking down the road and understanding what the path is to that. So,
0: yeah, totally. Okay. A question that we kind of talked about before this, I think one of the biggest things that keeps people from success besides that whole motivation thing is like they hit a barrier in the road, a block in the road. They have a failure moment. And the after that first one or maybe second one or third one even or 10th one, they're like screw this, this isn't for me. I guess I'll just quit, you know? Did you ever have a moment like from you know, maybe that that day you walked out of that nine five mm-hmm. till today where you had that moment where you're like, this is definitely a barrier. This is a block. This is a failure where instead of quitting, you obviously decided to, like, get up, dust yourself off and keep going. What, and then what did that look like?
1: Um, I would say there's a couple where I've kind of self-doubt took place and I just went back to the things that I've developed over my life with sports to keep pushing on you can't stop something that does just like water can you know cut into a mountain or into a rock if it just if it hits it enough so my thing is is no matter how slow or fast I go forward I'm going to keep going forward um and keep pushing on you know especially when I quit my job I started mowing lawns actually to save enough money for uh the real estate business and you know everyone was laughing at me for a for about six months, you know, it was kind of all giggles everywhere, like, you have a master's degree, why are you mowing lawns, and they just didn't see my vision, and, you know, that's tough work, and I was like, is this going to work out, you know, there's self-doubt there, but at the end of the day, I was like, I have my vision, nobody can get in the way of that, um, and I relied on it, to be honest with you.
0: Oh my god, wait, I love that story, that you just decided, you know, screw, like, <laughs> screw this, I'm going to mow lawns, this because this is gonna get me to this point, which is gonna get me to this point, which is gonna, you know, be where I want to be. It's so funny. A lot of times people don't see your vision, and I think like that's where people screw up is like they see their vision, but the second somebody tells them, like you know, someone sees you moan along, the they're like, "Child, you look like a freaking idiot. What are you doing, man? Like, if you would have been like, oh, shoot, you're right. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, what are people thinking? You know." obviously you wouldn't be where you're at now, you know? And so I think that's the biggest message to you guys listening right now is like, not everybody's going to see your long-term vision. Not everybody's going to understand, but that doesn't mean to stop or quit, you
1: know? I think another thing just touched on that. um, Anything you do the first time, it's most likely not going to be good. Your first podcast is going to be bad. Your first workout is going to be bad. The first time you drive a car is going to be bad. Like everything you do the first time you do it going to be bad, but that's the learning curve. That's what teaches you and molds you into the professional you are, the person you are. So I would say to anybody, you know, start, you know, everybody looks bad at the beginning. It doesn't matter. Nobody's perfect unless you're Jesus. So take that leap of faith. Don't care what people think because it doesn't matter. The end goal is what really matters.
0: I was actually, so the book, which actually is kind of, this is like an awesomely perfect transition that I did not plan. I'm listening to this book, Winning. We were both reading it. Actually, you said you're reading it. And I listened to a part today that said, it was talking about, like, think about little kids when they're learning to walk, right? Like a child will like start to walk, fall down, get back up they don't look if they they don't care if they look stupid trying to get themselves back up they don't care how many times they fall like it is natural to get back up and try again and cuz we like innately like deep down we all want that success right so like even as an infant baby we understand that but it's not built into us until years later that you know or even a few years later that we should be embarrassed by failure right and so I don't know. I just think that's so interesting. And I think it's really important to just like tap into that almost like instinctual thing that we have of like, you know, I don't care. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do this anyway. It feels right for me to stand back up and try again and go again and maybe change it up a little bit, but try another time because if you're not going to do that. Then you're going to be the baby that never learned to walk. And that now that would be embarrassing.
1: <laughs> that's the worst thing that can happen. Exactly. <laughs>
0: oh okay on that same book though and this is kind of where we started chatting and that how this whole podcast interview kind of came around this book winning what's the author of that book um jim tim
1: tim grover yeah he's the he's the coach that's trained michael jordan um kobe bryant charles barkley Dwayne wade a lot of the big greats um but his first athlete ever was actually michael jordan
0: yeah, yeah, and I love that story where like he just sent letters to the whole team except Michael Jordan, and nobody responded, and Michael Jordan did. Wow, guys, shoot your shot, shoot your yeah, shot, exactly,
1: literally, shoot your shot.
0: Um, but like seriously, so the book starts off, and this is where we got to chatting was like this whole idea of like a winner's mindset is that you keep going, like you keep going. There's always the next goal. There's always the next thing to achieve. There's always the next thing to conquer. There's always the next thing to be better at, you know, like always next, 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 next. And, and essentially like the idea that you like never arrive. And the thing that I remember telling you, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause you know, the point where you get to like breathe and like love where you're at, like be proud of what you built, like take a moment to be grateful for everything you have, you know, or is it, you know, is it just like, go, 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 go. And I don't like to think that it's go, 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 because I think that leads to burnout and, you know, and just the idea that like you're never satisfied. And I don't feel like we're meant to be never satisfied, if that makes sense. And it's this idea of like happiness and, and success. And I don't know, I would love to hear your thoughts on this though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's all about, you know, you need a good balance in your life. So you need to reward yourself for the things you've accomplished. But I think, especially in the book, he doesn't talk a lot about rewarding yourself or vacations or the luxury lifestyle that comes with it. It's more a focus on, like, go, go, go. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I think he's just talking about, you know, if you ever just sit there and just, you start becoming satisfied, that's the second you start going backwards in life. And to be able to be in the top 1% of the athletes, just like that's what he works with your mindset has to be go, 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 go. You're going to enjoy, you know, the vacations. You're going to enjoy the time with your family, the cars, the house, all the stuff that comes with it. But I think it's about having a good balance, but never be at your destination. You know, like what I told you with Matthew McConaughey he said his hero is him 10 years from now, you know, it constantly is changing. And Tim Grover talks in the book of A lot about the combination to winning is always changing, right? When you get the combination and you win, what changes again? You got to go find it and figure it out. So I think that's really important is just to keep upping your goals, but also take time to reflect and meditate and just look back on how far you came. And that's one thing I really do when I'm having a bad day or, you know, some deals go south or, you know, just that evil in the world sets in. I I look back, I'm like, wow, I've come this far. Like, that's amazing. And it kind of just fills me for that moment, get through that bad time.
0: Yeah. And just now that made me think of like, you know, maybe that's a reason why like a morning routine is so important. Like that can be your moment of like, you know, for me, part of my morning routine is like daily gratitude, like writing down things I'm grateful for, like, you know, taking a moment and it taking a moment to be grateful and like happy about where you're at and like content doesn't mean you have to stop the hustle I guess Mm -hmm. exactly that's where it is I'm just trying to sort through it in my brain because I've struggled with balance in the past of like I'm like a zero or a hundred (laughs) like there's no middle there's no middle either I'm like all out or all in and sometimes that's sometimes that's great for certain things but also sometimes I've noticed that's really damaging you know to my mental health to like my mindset. So I think it's just about finding, I guess finding that balance. But I'm you guys can't see me right now. I've already listening. I'm doing air quotes around the word balance. I don't know. This was I'm just trying to say my thoughts, but I don't know. I'm trying to sort through it.
1: Yeah, no, no I agree. And you know, a lot about in the book he talks a lot about, you know, the grades don't really get to balance, you know, the family life from the work life. It's like 90% work, 10% family but I think it's about setting an expectation to your family or whoever it is that you're not paying attention to that, hey, this is the goal, give me this many years or this much time. And when I get there, you'll now take on the other 90% and it'll get 10%. So I think it's just big about setting that expectation in your head of where you want to be. I know me personally, I don't go on vacation a lot right now. And the reason is, is because I want to just, I want to grow quickly. So I want to, when I'm 30, I want to be able to kind of sit back and relax. And a lot of times right now when I go on vacation, like even when I go to like the beach for a couple of days, like I'm so paranoid and it's, it's, it's really like, I just want to work. I'm like, I need to be home working. I need to be home working just cause I'm not where I'm at. So um, it is hard to find that balance, but it is important to know like when you're chasing something you're not gonna have balance in your life, just naturally you're not.
0: Yep. Nope. That's like, that's so true. I think, yeah, hundred percent, exactly what you just said. And what I love about what you said, how you're like, you work while on vacation, you know, I think that also probably has something to do with like, that you literally, you love what you do, you know, and just like shout out to everybody out there who doesn't want to work on vacation, you know, not saying that you have to want to work on vacation to love what you do, but like, you know, if you don't love what you do, you know, there's probably something out there that you will love to do. And it, it's worth finding that. Cause when you have that internal, like fire and that drive and that excitement about what you're doing, like that's when you can, you know, do the marathon, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's not so draining and exhausting and, and that kind of stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not work, you know, it's like, I enjoy doing this. Like you enjoy, you know, going on a run or whatever it is you enjoy to do. Like, it's like just getting to do that all the time. A lot of people can't resonate. They're like, why do you work that much? Like, why are you working right now? I'm like, I'm not working. Like. I love this. This this fulfills me. So I think it's important if you're listening to find what fulfills you, regardless of what the money that comes with that industry is, because the money will find you if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, what you've been called to do.
0: Totally. Okay. It's kind of sort of switching gears. Kind of the last thing that I wanted to chat about just because you're in real estate and I am so curious about like the real estate world and I'm sure, but a bunch of people listening are as well. If you had to like dumb it down, what's the process that you like? How did you get to where you are? I know that you're like, uh, that's not a sh- short answer. Like, you know, like, what did that look like? You know, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, shoot, like, th- what this guy does sounds really cool. How do I start? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I think more than anything, getting your real estate license. If you're, you want to go the real estate route, just getting your real estate license, getting with a broker that works with who you are as a person. So. But just as far as like the success and, and how much volume I've done leading up to now, so it's really a simple concept is the best way to say it. So I worked at a tech company. We sold computer software to real estate agents. So what I did was is cold called real estate agents, you know, two or three hundred agents a day. I did this for a year. And, you know, I just figured out quickly that agents weren't providing value to people. You know, if you see a lot of real estate agents, nothing against other realtors, but a lot of them will put, you know, contact me for your real estate needs instead of like pouring value into you before you give them something. So I say the biggest thing, if you want to get into real estate you make sure your content and what you're putting out in the world is value and it's helping people. And every conversation you get into, every time you send a text to somebody, make sure there's value behind it and it relates to your industry. And when you put value out there, just like when you put good energy out there, it comes back to you one way or the other.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. And then the very last thing that I always ask everybody just to humanize you a little bit. (laughs) What is an embarrassing moment that you can share with us?
1: Okay. This one's actually really funny. So this is (laughs) not too long ago, actually. So I went on a date with a girl, right? And uh, we went to actually here in Dallas. It was Javier's, I think. is a Mexican restaurant.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Javier. So we pull up and I'm in the parking lot next to the place because it was like completely packed. There was nowhere to park. So I parked in like the strip center next to it. There was a bunch of cars by us. And when she pulled up, um, she parked next to me. And I told her to park next to me. When we got out, I was like, being the spontaneous person I am, I was like, hey, do you want to go to the Rustic? There's a lot of music. It's like a mile away. It might be a little more fun. She's like, yeah, let's go. So we go to the Rustic, have dinner, good time. We're on our way back. And I'm like always a jokester. And I was like, hey, like, you know, what would happen if we got back and your car was towed? How funny would that be? Just joking. And this is our first date. First time I ever met this girl. And uh, we get back and her car (gasps) is towed. No. We towed every car in the the parking lot. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I had to drive
1: her to the uh, tow yard. and. uh, Oh, my
0: God. Was she like. (laughs) Yeah. She was just like
1: in shock. Because it was kind of funny, kind of not when I said it. I don't think I we were vibing in the personality part as far as like she's like if my car better be there and uh, it was gone. So we drove out oh. to the yard. I got her car out of the of the pound and uh, never heard from her again. So Oh my god. Yeah, I'd say that was up there on the list for sure.
0: That is so Oh my god. I've had my car towed kind of honestly a honestly similar situation and it sucked. I was yeah. so pissed.
1: <laughs> I've actually got my best friend's car towed as well. Uh. Like, six months after that. It's bad. Don't listen to me. If I tell you to part somewhere, <laughs> nobody, don't do it.
0: Nobody should bring their car around you. at all. <laughs> Oh my God. That is too funny. Well, awesome. I love that. I've loved everything that we chatted about today. I love your mindset. I think, you know, people are going to get some really good value out of this. So I just want to say, you know, thanks. For being here, thanks for pouring into us again. Your time is valuable, and we so appreciate you. Very last thing: where can people find you? Social media, like you know, maybe people here in Texas. You said you drive to places in Texas, so if somebody's listening and they want to buy, sell, like I, just tell us the spiel about where they can. go. I think a lot of my DMs
1: come from you know people looking to buy or sell, but a lot of realtors too. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. I love helping people. I talk to realtors on the phone almost every day, just about what I did to build my business. So I'm an open book. My DMs are open. I'm always going to be positive. I'm never going to, I don't have any secrets at all. So I'll tell you everything. And then I uh, just reflecting on you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. You're really uplifting. Keep being positive. Your stories are awesome to watch. And I think all of your followers really appreciate you. Positivity you're putting into their lives just from social media.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. Wait, give us your Instagram handle. Just like say it. So people that are listening right now can go find you.
1: Yeah. So it's T underscore Hogan one I know it's hard to, to pronounce, but it's T underscore Hogan zero one here in about a month. It's just going to be my first and last name, which is going to be Tyler Hogan. So it's processing right now.
0: Good. That's good to know. So that people, if they're listening to this in a month, in the future, yeah. Hogan one doesn't show up Tyler Hogan. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you so much. Again, I so appreciate you and everybody listening. Thanks for hopping in. You'll hear from me next time on the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. Bye everybody. Bye, take care. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? <laughs> don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore FitLifeFitMe on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog carry